Welcome aboard the USS Aeronome. To become a member of our crew, please visit perfectorganism.com slash support. As a patron of Perfect Organism, you'll receive exclusive perks and early access to content. Incoming audio transmission received. Please proceed to Subdeck 3 to begin playback. Thank you, and welcome aboard. I think we ought to discuss the bonus situation. Right. Brett and right. I, we think we ought to, we deserve full shares, right, right baby? You see, Mr. Park and I feel that the bonus situation is... Move! Get out of there! Move! Dad! Move, Dad! Move, Dad! Get out! Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. I am your host, J.M. Prater, and I'm joined by my co-host... Patrick Green. And a bunch of other amazing people. And so if everyone just kind of wants to introduce themselves, that'd be great. Hello, it's me, Sean. Hello, it's me, Clara. Uh, you can call me Mother. Hello, it's me, Hello, it's me Dave. I accidentally found myself on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Dave was, an ac- Dave was an accidental call, but he's decided to call <laughs> so he's always it was welcome. Some, it, was some con- it was subconscious. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. I'm Sean. I'm back. Sean from England, not uh, not to be confused <laughs> with Sean Hewitt, who's originally from England but is now a Kiwi. How long have you been in yes. in, in, in yes. <laughs> How long have yeah, you bro. been in yes. New Zealand, Sean? Uh, twenty six years. Okay, long enough for your accent to change. All right, it's a long time. And so it we is. have we have Dave oh. Gogol here as well right, from Xenomorphine. <laughs> And we also have uh, Connor, who I think might have introduced himself, but it was overshadowed by everybody saying their names at yeah. the same time. But hi, Connor. Yeah, it's just a mad rush. Everyone trying to get their names in. <laughs> and Dave Google, where'd you go? Is he still here? Am I here? Can you hear me? There he is. There yeah, I'm here. Here, here. Okay. Thank you, sir, for coming on. No problem. So uh, here we are again. Uh, we just thought it was a great time to kind of step away from Forbidden Planet for a little bit, or, or just this episode, and talk about Alien Day. And our, the highlights of Alien Day, it's always a really exciting time. I know all of us were kind of talking about it for weeks or months before, what it was going to be, what was going to happen, what was going to release. There was a ton of great stuff that was released, announcement that, announcements that were made, so on and so forth. Of course, the last two short films were released on Alien Day, which was Alien... Harvest and Alien Alone, which were very interesting films. Um, so Patrick and I thought we would kind of open it up in the beginning of the episode to talk about Alien Day and sort of what it means to us and things that everybody enjoyed or saw. Because I didn't know that I didn't see everything, and I'm sure everyone kind of saw bits and pieces, but uh, I think it would be a great time to talk about all that. Yeah, I just, I, I'm blown away and how much Alien Day as a concept has taken off over the past four years and how quickly it's been embraced by such a broad um, cross-section of fandom around the world. And I am so happy, just personally as a fan, that we have a day to congregate and to celebrate 
and um, and it's just it feels like a real family moment. My one of my highlights this year uh, was doing the live stream from the alien room, which wasn't like a, a big deal, but it was something that for me felt like I felt like I was having all my friends over, you know, and um, it was so cool being able to like you know reach out to people all over the world who were similarly like I was just living alien, you know, all day and totally in the moment. And, um, it was just a, a, a big reminder to me, um, that this thing that used to be kind of an insular personal experience and, 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 and that, you know, I grew up not around other obsessive alien fanatics is no longer that. Cause now we have each other. And, uh, how, how cool is that? Like what a, what a miracle is it that we have, you know, each other in our lives that we've have all these new friends and we have all these new shared interests and hobbies and we can connect and produce art and, um, and talk and bond over this amazing franchise that is now 40 years old. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. I love that. Uh, my personal favorite thing that happened on Alien Day, and it was a very small thing in the scheme of things, was uh, having uh, Sigourney Weaver release that little picture, of that little video of her saying Happy Alien Day, acknowledging that this fandom that you're talking about is alive. And for me, just to know that it matters to her still, that is for me. That was just really awesome to see. Something small, but that was just a lovely touch. I agree. I think it was great seeing her. She's been. It seems like she's been uh, taking some steps to kind of get closer to fandom. Maybe that's just me, but maybe it's just the the coincidence of the North Bergen County High School Alien production, which we'll talk about. I'm sure at some point. But she seems far more visible than she has been in terms of the alien community. So it's really great to kind of see, ostensibly, the mother of the series um even i would say even the prequel series or the anchor point of it to kind of step back in and uh reclaim that role or reclaim that position and it is it's great seeing her it just feels like a a a nice circular thing that makes me feel like i don't know like one big family and she's our mother sorry mother (laughs) (laughs) clara (laughs) Uh, and of course recently there was also the the skit she did on um, one of those American talk show hosts, talk talk show hosts. No, she didn't do the get on the host. She with the host. <laughs> English always fails me on this podcast. I am sorry. Um, you know, and she was in full on Ripley character as well. So, like, she's embraced I, Ripley again. I I feel, and you, she's acknowledged her fandom. She's as you mentioned, she went to that school there. That that. By the way, if you, if you haven't checked that out, that is awesome. You know, go go watch that. Uh, and uh, yeah, the skit like Ripley is alive again. If it, it, it almost feels like without being, you know, part of the movies, and it's brilliant. It's it's fantastic. And Ridley Scott too. Uh, you know, in a different way, I feel like uh, even just the fact that he sent that video, which was brief and not super personal, but but you know, I mean, remember he also sent something to North Bergen High School along with Sigourney Weaver when they did the first, uh, you know, uh, weekend of this production. And um, that's something that seems very kind of uncharacteristic for him. And we also know that he's sent a message uh, for Fox to air with a, a screening that's going on at the studio. And then in addition to that, he sent this little Alien Day greeting to everybody, inviting them to submit their footage. And I have to, I, I just want to point out that on the official Alien Anthology Twitter feed, that a message from Ridley Scott was directly above a message from the Alien Saga podcast, which I thought was pretty freaking cool. That's awesome. Um, I just enjoyed just sharing all the anything alien with my friends because obviously anything alien related, they all um, always come to me about it. It was cool just seeing everyone 
um, just come together and talk about it and uh, and enjoy it. And also, um, it was enjoyable for Clara, who had the um, the guts to put me on live for a Twitch stream, which Twitch stream, uh, which was a goddamn good time. Um, With video, Dave? Uh, no, of course not. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but other than that, you know, just a mix of everything. Um, the films, um, the products, you know, was good. It wasn't as, um, though I thought the quality of the products was wavering from the uh, the past years. It was just cool just seeing a, a celebration. It seemed like it was nicely, nicely done between um, fans, um, podcasts, groups, and Fox. It was just cool. It was a good experience. Yeah, it seemed... Uh... It seemed to be a bit of a bigger deal. Obviously, we had the 40th anniversary, but compared to uh, Alien Days uh, of recent years, uh, yeah, it was it, it was just really good to see fandom interacting in such a such a meaningful way. And and like Sean said, and like Jamie said, uh, you know, when Sigourney Weaver gets involved as well, it it, it just makes it all the more all the more special really and it's it's just nice to have a day in the calendar that you can share your your love of aliens with with like-minded people i mean we can we can share this love every single day we can we can talk about it every single day but it's nice to have a dedicated day in the calendar where we can all come together and celebrate all things alien it's wonderful yeah i think for me the best thing about it was that over the past, since, since the beginning of the year, we've all been kind of wary of what the Fox and the Disney acquisition and what they've been bringing out with things like Blackout, we all had all that calamity. But it felt like at the beginning of April, up until Alien Day, the entirety of fandom was very much unified in getting ready for a celebration. And that was really the biggest part for me to see anyway. And I think that the this sort of positivity is something that feels to me like it has been lacking in previous years it's not that it hasn't been a positive experience but it was just suffused with it this time including from fox you know we sent them an email back in february just saying hey you know we're really excited about alien day you know let us know um what some of your plans are we can sync with them and in in years past when we've done that they've been like okay well here's you know x y and z but this time they called us and they were like hey we're really excited too we have all these ideas hey do you guys want to give stuff away because we have things we can just like send you if you want to do trivia or something like they were very proactive with fandom this year in a way that to me felt new it felt like maybe partly because of the disney situation maybe partly because of the 40th anniversary, but I think just because they are realizing that there's a lot of positivity in fandom right now. And this is a great moment to sort of reach out and, um, and embrace that. And they were very proactive, which I, I personally really appreciated. And it, it felt like uh, that was a special touch this time around. Do you think a lot of it has anything to do with sort of the negative, you know, backlashes that have been going on? Do you think, do you think Fox Disney have, reached out to the fans more this this year because you know they they want to repair those bridges they want to you know they want to build new roads with the fans i think so totally and i also think that it, that they're in i don't want to say a crisis of faith but i think that they're in a moment where it's natural to sort of re-examine yourself and re-examine your relationship with traditional fans and and with you know the ways that you've been doing things traditionally and i think that um when you've been bought by another company and when a lot of your workforce is leaving and a lot of your properties are up in the air, it's sort of natural to be introspective. 
and I feel like the what's what's so uh, beautiful about this is that Fox seems to be coming out the other side with this uh, revivified connection. Like they they want to they they don't want to let this franchise die, and they actually feel really inspired right now. And in the midst of all this, we might as well bring it up now. You have the North Bergen High School thing, you know, which we alluded to a few minutes ago, which was just this wonderful shot in the arm, I think, across fandom for everybody. And blew up into something so much bigger than I think any of us would have initially anticipated, and is actually a truly feel-good moment that we can all kind of uh, revel in, you know. Yeah, I think I think what makes that even more special is, like you say, it just it came out of nowhere. It it just absolutely came out of nowhere, and the effort that was put into it, and the time, and the love, and the dedication, amazing. Yeah, it's. I would agree. I think that it's awesome, and. Uh, it, I also would echo the idea or the sentiment that Patrick, that you said in terms of the high school production, really revivifying fandom and making alien relevant. I mean, I'm sure he put on this play because, you know, it's the 40 year anniversary of alien. Everyone knows that it's a great time to put it on, but really it was just, it wasn't just a great time to put it on. It was at a time when I think everyone needed it. Everyone in fandom, everyone at Fox, certainly post-merger. I think it really makes Alien relevant to Disney. Um, And then with the attention that Sigourney Weaver has given it and Ridley Scott has given it, um, it just puts Alien on the map in a way that I feel like hasn't been on the map in a long, long, long time. And I I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I really feel like – I mean I've seen some like a couple of criticisms here and there about maybe some things – maybe criticisms about the shorts or whatever, but in general – I feel like fandom is the most positive I've ever experienced it. It just seems really exciting, and uh, everyone feels like there's really good momentum. Plus, we had a big, huge announcement of an audio drama uh, based off William William Gibson's Alien 3 script, starring Michael Bean, starring Lance Henriksen, uh, so far. How fucking cool is that? I know. That kind of rocked everybody. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that. I can't wait. And that's in the midst uh, of so many things coming out. Like it, it's, I feel like every day I open my my computer up, and there's like some new announcement. I'm like, oh shit! I didn't even know that this that this new edition was coming out. The, you know, we have yeah, the isolation novel coming out. The art books, it's crazy. It's like everything. The tabletop RPG, which is interesting. That was just Colonial. a couple of days ago. Yeah. Colonial yeah, Marines def- too. Def- we ride ashes. <laughs> 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 uh, so uh, oh, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Go ahead, Dave. But uh, echo what you said before. As someone who's a member of seemingly every um, alien group and subgroup and hydrant part of the group, it's it's pretty much positive positivity um, everywhere. The the play definitely it's unified the 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 fandom in a way I haven't seen in a long time, and yeah. it's it's good to yeah. see everyone really um, seemed to enjoy the shorts, even the ones they liked or didn't like. Everyone just enjoyed talking about it um it was it was good to see it's it's seemingly been a it's been a long time i think yes. it's something i'll go into a little bit later but the the shorts especially seem to do a good job of kind of recalibrating everybody which was um i think needed a bit so it was pretty cool good good job by everybody and there, there was something in the shorts for everyone i feel like i, yes. I mean i think yeah. that there's a general there might be a couple of general favorites but everyone liked different parts of each one in a different way and i felt like yeah. that was what that's what the fandom needs a little bit, something for everyone. And there was something for everyone, which I thought was great. One thing I really appreciate with the way that they released these shorts is they didn't give you the full Xenomorph till 
right towards the end. It's almost like they were going through the stages of the alien cycle as they were releasing them. And for me, I thought that just kind of built up the tension because you're always keen to see, well, how, how are these guys going to handle, you know, a fully grown xenomorph? How are they going to handle this or that? And the order in which they re- were released w- was quite good. And I felt that they kept some of the better ones for later on as well. Uh, I, I think the whole thing was just handled brilliantly. I, 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 there's not really many I didn't enjoy. I think there was one that I didn't quite fancy. But other than that, you know, there were takeaways from everything. From each one, there was there was something, but the the thing that IGN impressed me was was how they released them. Basically, we've had this massive build up from the release of Blackout, Resistance, uh, you know, the story of Amanda, and like as as you've noted, you know, the the fandom was just so fractured at the beginning because we we, we all had built up this expectation because of the way the media had been handling all of the little tidbits and crumbs from Fox. And and the and the fandom were just at each other, and I just couldn't see anyone settling down anytime soon. And then eventually, like just the build up to Alien Day, the release of the shorts, uh, more announcement of um, titles of books and and other projects coming out, the fandom just started to focus on that more and kind of relax and stop, you know, I guess having a go at each other. <laughs> about different things and it was just it was magical to experience alien day um i had uh maitland eves who is project asher on youtube fly over from sydney and we spent the weekends together and did alien stuff together we went to the aster we saw tristan jones and he did an introduction to the 4k screening of alien and we were lucky to have um the alien shorts both alone and harvest screened as well as watching um alien and aliens that night and it was just amazing even ev shippard flew who flew down who was also in the australian art department for alien covenant he did the um concept art for the uh, engineer city and he flew down for the the 4k screening as well and i got to meet him for the first time and i thought that on my side of the pond i would feel very like not kind of alien day kind of slipped me by previous years because there wasn't anything happening, but to have something here and to have Fox allow Tristan to organize all of that stuff at the Asta was just absolutely amazing. Like as an alien fan, like this is like a major deal for Australians because we, we get nothing, <laughs> literally nothing. And um, to have uh, that be put on, um, to have, Fox uh, put me in touch with J.W. Rinsler so I could have an exclusive to interview him about the book. Just all of these things, it was it was amazing. And I felt very privileged to um, also have uh, interviewed Dave on Alien Day and, and Devin um, Gill and speak to him about his stuff because after I, I listened to your podcast interview with him, I had all these other questions I, I wanted to ask him as well. So it was just it was just so great that we all came up with, I felt like it was a win for the fandom. Like the fandom kind of outdid uh, a lot of the official Fox stuff, but at the same time, a lot of the official Fox stuff was really great as well. It kind of complemented it. So it it really felt unifying this year to be a part of Alien Day because, um, because yeah, in previous years, like I said, there's, there's literally nothing. Alien Day doesn't even exist over here. There's nothing at the shops. Uh, There's (laughs) no 
we're in the future so when when it's alien day things are actually coming out it's it's not alien day for us though is it <laughs> i mean like in general there's just nothing going on usually so it was really amazing to be able to be part of everything that was happening um to speak to jw rinsler to talk about the making of alien book and and uh, what to expect and, and how much detail he went into it as well to do the research. So, so yeah, I was just swept away. It was just, it was just really cool. I loved it. Is there anything that he said to you that was kind of eye opening? I know, I know as fans, all of us know a lot about alien. We know a lot about all of the alien films. Was there anything for you during that conversation? You were like, Oh my God, I had no idea. Well, a lot of the research that fans do, cause we, we know a, quite a few blogs out there that, that do a lot of great research, like Strange Shapes and Alien Explorations. But uh, what um, uh, Charles de la Zarica wasn't able to achieve in his documentary was have access to a lot of people who were major players at the time when Alien was being written. So the person who was uh, uh, the head of Fox at the time, he... Uh, J.W. Rinsler got to interview him and actually speak to him. He got access to the whole archive of all of the Fox alien stuff. It's basically just mountains and mountains of paperwork, memos. He was able to, like, structure a timeline to get the exact story of how alien came to be, whose contributions were what, who came in at what time. Um, that's why I asked him about Joe Patagno, and, and we still don't have a straight answer for that. So even, even though he's... Uh, his making of Alien book is going to be very, very detailed. Um, there's just so much more to the Alien story that we'll probably, we'll never really get an answer for because, you know, Dan O'Bannon's not around. Uh, uh, Ridley Scott's really hard to get in touch with. E- even though um, J.W. Rinsler actually got to, I think, interview him for a couple of hours to be able to um, write the book because that was the whole inspiration of the making of Alien book. It, it all started with uh, this idea that, Ridley Scott has always got these stories about what it was like on set to to direct Alien and to write it, and, and all of these stories hadn't been written down formally previously. Um, and, you know, it would be a, a, a damn shame to lose those stories uh, to time. So uh, basically um, JW got to interview him, and that started the basis of the book, and then he started researching backwards and going through all of the archives and, and making sure he had all of the details about um, the, d- the differences and changes of the script, you know, changing of the design of the alien, things about uh, the actors as well as, you know, like they, they didn't always have um, the uh, same actors that were lined up, like Kane was uh, played by someone else for a while, then he got really sick. Um, and then uh, uh, rest in peace, uh, Peter Mayhew, who was also considered for the part of the alien, you know, he would be uh, written down in the book as well. So I think if any Alien fan is out there who wants to be able to know the nitty-gritty about the making of the film from the perspective of Fox and from the perspective of all the people that could be interviewed, uh, including Ridley Scott and, and the manager of Fox at the time, I think it's, it's definitely a book worth getting. Charles de Lazarica on in a Twitter post reviewed that book because I think he received an advanced copy. He said it was a really intense book that really felt like you were kind of along for the ride in terms of the making of the film. So I'm excited. I can't wait to get it. Mm, I think it's going to be really good. So anyone listening, check out Clara's interview. It's awesome. 
and uh, there's certainly more to come. I do think it's interesting. I feel like part of the excitement or the the momentum happening in Phantom also comes on the heels of Fox for I'm sorry, Fox slash Disney formally making it a declaration saying we are going to continue the alien series. We're going to continue making alien films because a lot of us for a while, we're like, we don't know what the future is. We don't know if there's going to be any more films. And that question has been answered. So right now it's just kind of the wait to see what they do next. There's a lot of uh, speculation as to what that's going to be, but uh, it's, it's an exciting time for sure. It is. And I also just want to take a second and give Fox a shout out. Um, because I, I feel like a, we don't really do that enough, but B, um, there are, are there, there's a lot of companies who you know would have cracked down on things like, for example, the North Bergen High School play, or people making you know unlicensed artwork or something, or, or you know fan T-shirts and shit. And Fox not only has been very cool about that, they've actually promoted that quite a bit. And um, and I feel like on a day like Alien Day, where there's so much coming out and there's so much hitting the internet, it's a day that a lot of companies that had a different philosophy behind a franchise would have. Um, tried to control the message more. And what I think was beautiful about the way Fox handled it was they, they wanted to work in conjunction with us a lot. And they not only um, were okay with people using copyright in interesting ways, but actually promoted it and put them on the Twitter feed and featured not only, you know, plenty of things from the, the high school, but also just things from fandom, you know, people putting posters up and, um, and, and resharing artwork that we did and videos that we sent in to celebrate alien day. I, I think it was, um, it was great, and it showed, like Jamie's saying, that they are really uh, still committed, even more than they've ever been before, to this franchise. And they get why, which is that we are um, we we are worth uh, catering to in a way. Like we've been here for a long time. We are a a vibrant fandom, and we are uh, we're worth you know keeping around. I mean, in addition to things that we've already mentioned. Like, Clary, you brought up Devin Gill. Like, you know, we have a Lethros that, that is coming out. He's been sharing things from that, which is incredible. We have our own Connor Murdoch putting out incredible writing. We have uh, an original Perfect Organism audio drama um, in the form of a, web, of a web series that we're putting out. We have all of these things. And Fox is seeing this. I mean, they listen to, to this podcast. They, they know what, what we're doing. And not only are they cool with it, they're excited about it, and they ask us about it. When we talked to the VP of franchises, one of the first things that he told us, well, he told Jamie, he was on the first call, you know, without me, was that he um, enjoyed our work. Like, they are so engaged with fandom right now, and we're so lucky because a lot of companies wouldn't do that. And I think it signals very clear things in the in the midst of this whole merger slash acquisition, which is that um, they're not going anywhere, and neither are we. And that is, uh, I think, pretty profound in this day and age. We have to say goodbye to Sean. S-H-A-U-N. Goodbye, Sean. Thank you. Sha'un. See you later. (laughs) Have a great day. What's great? Go ahead. Sorry, I'll leave. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Bye.
what's great about the uh, the North Bergen County High School and their production, though, these kids aren't just getting attention from Fox and from like Sigourney Weaver, Ridley Scott. Well, number one, Sigourney Weaver showed up at the last encore performance, which was brought to you in part by the contribution that Ridley Scott made to the production. So they were able to uh, give an encore production. But then they were also, I think that they were, uh, an article by Vice was done and they were photographed in costume. And then again, when Sigourney Weaver showed up. All over the place. Yeah, it was all, unlike, I have not. It was the most positively widely covered alien thing that I think I've seen since, God, since aliens broke through the mainstream and surprised everybody. It was yeah. incredible. It was absolutely amazing. And Fucking again, crazy. like I think uh, Sean said, it's on YouTube. Go check it out. I have not seen it yet. There's, yeah, a, there's a bunch of stuff out there that I have not uh, gotten to see yet or uh, interact with. But I really want to see that. I think it's going to be great. But I really, again, it's a shot in the arm that fandom needed. And it just it really feels like things are in a, in a really, really amazing place. I, I also just want to say that it, we, are, we are so blessed to have people who were fans of the movie who also worked on the movies or the comics and stuff to be able to let us interact with them and share our love of alien and have them geek out. Like having, having Dane release those um, posters uh, yeah. up to alien day. Like that was, that was absolutely fucking sick. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> those posters so are amazing. Dane, those yeah. poor, the, man, those posters are gorgeous. Yeah, yes, they I, are. I and they're free. On my desk right now. If anyone and, doesn't know what we're talking about, Dane Hallett, who was a, an artist on Alien Covenant, essentially he was uh, tasked, by, tasked by Fox to create images in honor of the 40th anniversary of Alien. And he did. And he uploaded those images to a server that anyone could download. They're like 300 megabytes or almost 300 megabytes. And you can download them. You can put them on your computer. You can print them out. Uh, Patrick, I know, printed out a couple of them or at least one. They're just mind-blowingly amazing. They're um, and they captured crazy this. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't even know, I don't even think he was tasked by Fox. I think he just did that. He, he did that because uh, he was contributing to the... 40, the art book, right? 40 artists, 40 years book. Yeah. 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 And he, he just loves Alien. He loves Alien so much. He loves the fandom, and that's why he did it. So uh, shout out to Dane. Uh, I actually just received a package from him. Um, I sent my Alien Covenant art book to him over a year ago, and he's gotten most of the Australian art department to sign it. He's oh, just, that's great. He's such a sweetie. He's just great he's he's great value everyone support him buy the book buy david's drawings you know oh, um, I love support that. his movie ventures yeah and and, and, and like I mean, his uh, like his fan page on facebook and, and instagram as well because he puts up tons of stuff there yeah yeah exactly. he's always he's been great ever since um since covenant he's been honestly probably one of the the first of the the whole um media crew to really promote and interact with the fandom to really get everything going. And it's not even him. I mean, it's also like Tristan Jones has been putting out artwork. Yeah, I was about uh, to say, yeah. Alex White. posting his uh, artwork. Yep, Alex White too. He's been putting out music that Clara did the incredible yeah. cover art to um, that he did in honor of Alien Day. Like everybody who has even been tangentially related to this franchise in any way has been chipping in. And it's like a, yes. an, a global coming together, you know? Well, that's one thing that I wanted to mention really is that, and I think – I don't know if it was Clara or you, Dave, or you, Patrick. Um, but in terms of what Alien Day is now, 
Alien Day isn't just Fox. What is Fox releasing? It's fans. What are we releasing? What are we working on? Alien Day is what it is now because the fans have decided that we're going to release content, whether it's Aletheros or uh, Asha fan fiction or many other things. And I think that it really, we've taken a hold of fandom and said, well, let's create the kind of fandom that we want to see. I've, I've said that before. And that's what's happening. And, uh, and then you have, you know, the films that have kind of created excitement as well to kind of be an anecdote to everything else that's happening in terms of the high school drama production. Um, and it just, even though we don't have a film announced or on the way, I feel like we almost do. Like, I feel like there's something in the air. There's a momentum in the air. Um, again, that alien, not just the first film, but the, the series is relevant again. Um, not that I feel like it's been irrelevant, but I think uh, it's been languishing. I mean, the division, all of those things that we all know about. Um, but also, uh, to your point, Clara, I really feel like Dane, Dane's work and Dane's positivity and his art and everything that he's been a part of in terms of Covenant has really, I don't know how to really articulate this well. but I, I think it's just fabulous leadership in terms of yes. being part of the franchise officially and being a fan it's just it is he's everything you could hope for in a person who works on the film who, mm -hmm. who's a fan of the film who loves the film who contributes in the way that he does it's just amazing yep. and, and, and it's he, a and bridge he, and he took initiative he yep. took initiative which no one else really did before him and it's a bridge too i think that his, yep. his who he is as a person and his work maybe of people who might hate covenant or whatever he's really been this like been this person to say well, there's a lot here to appreciate. And I feel like people have kind of stepped up to, I don't know, a, a larger experience because of him. Yeah, I think a big help is that our fandom, these movies, they're just, they're not as, as I've said a million times before, they're, you know, they're not as big as some of the other franchises. And we're a little, little more tight knit. So being able to have, having, you know, people like Dane and, and Alex and Tristan as, as, uh, you know, as a bridge to fandom and creativity is huge. You don't really get that in other franchises. I mean, which is a huge bonus. It just yeah. opens up the world for everybody. Yeah, yeah. The 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 fandom this year has been, well, the 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 fandom over the last few months and Alien Day has been such a just just a a max a massive success. It's it's just so good to see. I mean, I mean, granted, yeah. We, we, you know, we got some brilliant stuff from official outlets and affiliates, and you know, it, um, we did get some really good stuff from them. But what we got from fandom was just a coming together, uh, a, just this bit, like you say, a big uniting for a shared love of Alien, and you know, it, it's it, it's fandom that made Alien Day, and it, it's fandom that are keeping the franchise relevant. Uh, you know, showing Fox and Disney that. Alien deserves love and and hopefully more movies and you know f fandom are keeping the dream going uh you know wh wh whether whether you shared a post ran a competition whether you went to an anniversary screening wrote a fucking fan fiction made a piece of art you know it's all of that stuff made Alien Day that's what matters that's what counts big fucking thank you to fandom just and, continue just continue to stick together just continue to stick together support the franchise and you know 
we'll have many, many more days like Alien Day. And a, and, a, and a big fucking thank you to everybody listening to this right now. I, I, I really want to take a moment to just say, you know, you guys write into the show. You write in via Facebook. You write in via, you know, perfectorganismpodcast at gmail.com with these messages from around the world. Like this guy, uh, like Kradan Shulev, if I'm saying that wrong, I apologize, who is from Ukraine, uh, who listens to every episode and writes us these amazing emails about um, what it's like to, to live in a country where alien isn't you know, culturally omnipresent the way it is here. Um, so people like Crowdon, people like, like Majid, who just came on an episode that we're going to be putting out soon, who has been writing messages after almost every single show that we do with very personal reflections about how the things that we're doing, um, you know, are, are making him feel like uh, inspired and, and like there's other people like him out there. I mean, moments like I, I mentioned that, that, um, the live stream that I did from the alien room, you know, there was a part where I almost got choked up when I was on that, where, people were chiming in with where they were coming, where, where they were joining from. We had somebody, and I apologize, I'm not going to remember who it was. We had somebody who joined from Belfast. We had somebody from Scotland. We had, you know, the usual uh, suspects who have been friends of the show for years and years, like friends of ours like Mitch Mitchell, Bradley Sudbeck, uh, who won one of our trivia question competitions. We had people um, chiming in from around the world. And, and, I, and I really, I, I just want to say, um, even if we don't respond or if we don't feature what you say on necessarily on an episode, we are always so touched by the fact that not only that you're listening, but that you care enough to reach out to us because um, it makes the world feel like uh, a little bit smaller and a little bit more unified. And like we realize what an amazing network of fans we have. And I feel like Alien Day has really become a moment where um, we see that firsthand. You know, my fir- my favorite thing about Alien Day from 2018 was actually at the end of the day, and Jamie can attest to this, it, it was like the most overambitious thing we've ever done. We had like, you know, every single hour we had something going out because we really wanted to prove something. Like we wanted to prove that we were sort of, you know, a force within fandom and we wanted people to know that they, you know, they should be tuning into the page and, and you know, et cetera. Um, so we kind of over, overextended ourselves a little bit, but then at the end of the day, we just did this very simple live stream. Clara, I remember you hosted it because you were the only one who could figure <laughs> oh, out yeah. the social media. And I remember <laughs> Michael joining and Jamie and, and I and, and some others. And, uh, and, and I remember I, I, I was sitting in the basement because for some reason that's where the internet was coming in best and I wanted to be close to the router. And, um, and I was connected with you, Clara, who are about as far away from me geographically as anybody can be. And yet you're one of my very dearest friends. And I felt like, you know, you and everybody else who was on the call, like you were sitting right next to me. Like I was, you know, in high school at a sleepover party and we were watching science fiction and feeling like the world was full of magic and full of, of fellowship. And, um, you know, it, it's, we're very lucky to have a fandom like this. As easy as it is to to get caught up in the negativity and to get caught up in the bifurcation about the prequels and to get caught up in the whole argument that I personally have, you know, probably sort of accidentally propagated propagated over time about the whole, you know, alien person versus aliens person thing, that at the core of that, there's real love and real um, understanding there. And I, I felt like this year we uh, we really saw that and um, and it was a great feeling. Totally, totally. I also oh, I like feel my, a woman fuzzy. <laughs> my dad's birthday is 
uh, April 26th. And uh, I like this year he turned 70. And I really, for the first time this year, realized that, I mean, it's this happy accident that my, ba- my dad's birthday is 426, but he's also the person that introduced me to the alien films. And so this year, because his family flew out to, to, to surprise him. And, um, you know, I, I was kind of present for alien day for a few hours and then I had to leave and then I came back, but then I had to leave again. But I was just really feeling like what an amazing, happy accident it was just for me personally. Um, that forever, my father's birthday will be 426. And then, you know, again, he's the bridge for me to share in this amazing experience, but also, um, to pivot away from that, just, how great the community is, you know, we might not all agree. We might, um, you know, disagree publicly or whatever, but we're really like a bunch of people who get along really well and we respect each other's differences and, uh, we can give each other hard times, but we can also really do that in love and in fun. Um, and you know, I, the first person that comes to mind aside from Patrick, uh, in terms of like the journey of perfect organisms, Dave Gogol, like I, I always think of you, Dave, because, there's a lot of things that we might not see eye to eye on, uh, you know, Gobri Larson. Um, <laughs> but yeah. we can we can talk about that. We're not talking dis- about cardboard. <laughs> uh, but we can talk about that and, and disagree about it. But it's not. I don't take it personally. <laughs> Dave doesn't take it personally, and I think we're reaching this no. part, this place in fandom where we can all do that. Where I can say, yeah, I don't think that this part in this movie is that good. It kind of feels kind of dumb to me. But then maybe Sean won't take it personally or Patrick won't take it personally, or they can say the same thing. Like, you know, Clara has said to me or in general, I don't like alien three or whatever, but I, I, I can remove an opinion about a movie with uh, a relationship that I've established with a person. And I feel like we've moved towards that, that center. And maybe it's not everybody in fandom, but I feel like it's everyone who, who matters right now. And, and I can't say thank you enough for that. And uh, yeah. ditto about Alien Resurrection. <laughs> I, I forgive you. Sucks. <laughs> Kidding. Even though I'm going to the screening on Monday. Well, where's Jean-Pierre Junior? Alien Resurrection is better than Captain yeah. Marvel. <laughs> you, you, better, you better keep your eyes open for the entire time so I can grill you about it later. Oh, I won't be. Well, Alec Gillis is going to be there and Jean-Pierre Junior, like Patrick said, and uh, a couple other people. Um, so it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm going with a friend of mine who I've known for years and years and years. Uh, he had already told me he was going to go. I was like, Hey, let's, let's drive together. Bradley so Scott. I'm drive into Pasadena and then we're going to go drive into USC. And I'm going to see if I can get some video. Cause there's a question and a question and a Q and a afterwards. I'm excited about it. I mean, I'm excited to see alien. I haven't seen alien resurrection on Big, the big screen since I was 21. I and think. I mean, so, so for the and short film, it's going to be a special right. director's cut, the only yeah. cut that exists that Jean Pierre Genet owns. So I'm going to be so mm. fucking jealous. <laughs> I must live vicariously through you. There's going to be so much colloidal silver film. on that. Really is. But also, look at the you know the short films. I mean, uh, as another example of where fandom is right now and where Fox is with fandom, like, Jamie, you got to personally go to this screening event that they held. It, it's not like they had to do that. I mean, this was, you know, in conjunction with Tongle, which is a totally separate entity. This was something where it was independent filmmakers making these homage films. There was no 
you know, uh, mandate for Fox to do a, 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 you know, a reach out event for people within fandom to bring them in and to have this whole screening and have a Q&A and et cetera. And they did. And you got to go to this amazing event that Fox did that was, I mean, it's not like that's going to be huge publicity for them, but for people that are there within fandom who are engaged and who are a part of it um, in a central way, like that was a, a big night for you and, and for all of us vicariously through you, you lucky son of a fucking bitch for living in Los Angeles. I mean, it's a big deal, you know? Yeah, and, it was and, awesome. And it that's what I'm saying. Incredible. Fox is really tuned into that right now, and I have not seen that in years past. Yeah, it was great. Also, shout out to Brian Dillon, who's uh, a part of the team. I don't think he could be here tonight, but he was with me at the Fox thing, which I've talked about before. It was a great time. It's great being at places like that with, with friends. You know, it just makes it a whole different experience. But I think... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Connor. Go ahead. No, is it just me, or does it seem like amongst all the other sci-fi fandoms, aliens like Rocky Balboa, we've been literally taking punches since 1992, and we're still bloody going. Yeah, still making sequels. Yeah. <laughs> Get in there, Rocky. What's the like Star Trek and Star Wars? Like, I must break you. And we're just sitting there, like, fucking go for it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, I think that we should move on to the discussion of the alien short films yeah. uh, that were made in, with Tongle and Fox. And uh, they were, it was announced last summer in terms of a competition and a lot of people wrote into it and submitted ideas and they chose six people. And uh, what we have, what was released were very, very well-made films. And I think that we should talk about them. So let's move into that. And the first one that was released was, I think, Containment, right? Alien Containment? Yeah. Yep. Yes. So I think that we yeah. should kind of talk about that. Like, I, I, I've you know, I, I won't talk first just because I, I saw it first. and um, But, I, you know, obviously we all have opinions on everything. But I, I really would like to talk about the films one by one and just kind of get what people what people think about them. I thought Containment was a really good way to uh, kick it off. Uh, it built a nice tension without really showing anything, which uh, I felt was quite a good move because, you know, as uh, some of the films we've had lately, you know, we've kind of had more as opposed to the whole, you know, the whole less is more argument. We've We've had more and maybe it spoiled a couple of things down the way, but I really do think containment, uh, did build up a nice tension without really showing anything. My only kind of gripe with Contain really was the uh, the antagonist. It, I, I just felt the acting was a little bit off. Uh, did anyone notice that of, when he was in his seat, when he was unconscious, strapped in that seat, did anyone know that he was just, you know, for a guy that's unconscious, for a guy that's just been face-hooked, it, it was sat up perfectly straight with his arms folded. It just really bugged me. But, you know, those those couple of gripes aside, I thought containment was a really sh- strong way to, to kick it off. That guy was a highlight for me, to be honest. I mean, I've, I think a lot of us who didn't get to see the shorts uh, in a cinema beforehand were wondering what are these, what's the quality going to be like? And that very first shot of containment when you're looking at the gas giant and you're sitting there and you can't really make out quite what it is. And then you get that. Then you get this shot of the ship. And it's fucking spectacular for a 
a supposedly fan-made film, and I was blown away by that. But yeah, the chestburster guy, I loved him. I honestly, hands down, have to say that he was, the, in my opinion, he was the best actor of the whole shorts because he sold that fear so well and everything and his facial expressions and he god it was probably the most brutal chest person scene i've seen since kane just the way that he acted it i just felt a bit of his dialogue leading up to the chest bursting scene where i don't know it just felt it just felt a bit a bit hokey a bit i i i get that they're amateur films and i get that the short movies and the you know the they're there to serve a purpose and, and, and to get fans invested again. But it, it, it just felt a bit too amateur at times with just some of the lines of dialogue. But like I say, I did love containment. My only major gripe was, like I say, it, were, it was meant to be passed out unconscious, but it was sat upright with his arms folded. It just bugged me a bit. But yeah, it's, it's, it's never here or there. I think with the, what, the way that they've... Uh, introduced impregnation in Alien Covenant, they can make it so that people can have a xenomorph gestating for any amount of time. He could have been out cold for however long and not be ready to birth. And I think it, everyone knows that this was like a, a red herring sort of thing, wasn't it? It was the guy yeah. who's lying down on the table. He had very clear um, uh, scratches on the side of his face where it looks like a, he had been face-hugged. And we we thought we knew the way it was going to play out, and it had to be the guy with the knife, of course. It had to be the guy who uh, was complaining the most, who was going to definitely get chest bursted. But they needed they needed that red herring, and and by him being very and sitting up straight away, kind of took all all of the notice off him and put it directly onto the man who was unconscious. I think anyway, that was that was the plot device, and that's that's worked for me. I thought containment was it was a good kind of leading, like you said, like a good Fisher Price, my first alien film. It set the <laughs> the, the basics pretty good. It was it was it was like um uh, a you know like the kind of like a remixed version of the of the Covenant med basing. It was good. It was there. It was no complaints, but it was just kind of it was there. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I think uh, visually it looked really spectacular. I thought, yeah, uh, absolutely. The uh, effects in the beginning with the ship kind of separating, I thought that was great. And when you just get into the the ship, it's uh, really tense. It was kind of a great moment to be dropped into. But I would agree that it's a a remake or a rehash of the Med Bay scene in Covenant. And I felt like, come on, guys, you couldn't have thought of something better or not better, but just different. But you know, uh, and it was a little bit more like there was the the end credit scene where it was a little bit com- comical, which I thought was funny. Um, but I thought that the acting was great. But yeah, it was nothing memorable to me. It was entertaining for sure, but it wasn't completely memorable. Agreed. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad you guys liked it. That's all you have to and say. That's Baker. all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's, I think that's the first time that Patrick's ever said very little. <laughs> did, you, did you not like Don't it at all, Patrick? Don't worry, we have a lecture coming in later on. I'm not, I'm not going to lecture. No, I am, and I'm also not going to take anything away from anybody. He's writing on a notepad as we speak. I, uh, I, 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 I want to say that it was very clearly made by people who love the franchise, and I think that's awesome. And I think that the fact that some people really liked it makes me super happy. And the fact that I was not as much of a fan does not mean that I'm right. And it also does not give me a right to necessarily take anybody down who loves it. And I hope that um, 
that that I'm in a minority. I, I just don't think it was very good, personally. Yeah, I mean... Well, I you're allowed to criticize have... Patrick. It's okay. You're totally, not going to kick that Totally, And I don't think that these short films aren't like typical short films that you'd go and see at like a short film festival or maybe even like a Pixar short film that you'd see at the beginning of a movie. These are homage films that were made to kind of... I don't want to say parody, but just to kind of reflect elements yeah. of a film that we love or a series that we love. And I think containment does that I, but also in doing that it makes it forgettable and we will get to the other films but there are other films where, where we're like no that's a full story and that was fucking awesome um but i i think containment just it's just kind of uh sometimes when and you know the funny thing is you see this even in in huge studio productions where there may be sequels and what are they doing? They're repeating lines that you've heard before. They're repeating beats of films that you've seen before the predator. Um, and I think that's exactly what uh, containment did. It just kind of kind of did the whole typical Hollywood thing where let's just repeat some things that people had seen before. Like the med base scene in covenant is fucking amazing. It is one of the most tense scenes I've ever seen in a movie period, probably even more so than, I'll say it, the original scene in Alien. It's just, I, I remember, and I, we've talked about this many, many times, Alien Day of 2017, leaving the theater after seeing that scene, talking to Dave Gogol, and I was shook. Um, and uh, so I, but they didn't need to repeat it, but they did, and that's the choice they made, and it was fun, but there you go. Nice Would to you see say... you all appreciating the greatness. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say it's fair to say it was, it was good without doing anything spectacular, anything new. Fun, sure, fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh. It was a decent birth to the short film. Patrick is so afraid whole. of saying, like, come on, Patrick, like, be honest. Don't be mean, but just be honest. Well, I, I, here's the thing is that I know I know people who were involved with the production, and they're very talented, very intelligent oh, for people. Sure. And, and I don't want to take anything away from them. I will say this. Of all of the productions, it was the one to me that felt the most like a um, sort of a fan homage and less like an original utterance artistically. And I think uh-huh. um, that was sort of a problem. I also think that okay, I, I think that the the in terms of attention to detail, I think there were two clear standouts which we can get to momentarily. Which, in my opinion, spoiler alert, were Or and Harvest, which I think were kind of above and beyond. And I think that in something like containment. Um, a lot of the uh, – if you look at it too closely, you notice a lot of things that are sort of wrong with it, um, it, both aesthetically and in terms of just even things like set dressing. I think it just looked a little bit more clearly low budget, and the and the VFX that were applied, like the beginning and the end, to me um, felt like a little bit uh, unbelievable and a little bit more like sort of a, of a TV production. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but for example, the, the you know the breathing mask that's on the the guy who's reclining is uh, isn't like attached to his face, like it's floating above it a little bit, and, and it's just like a little moment where I'm like, oh, that's clearly just sort of like a generic medical grade mask that they didn't really fasten down. Just little things like that kind of took me out of it. Um, yeah. But I think that it seemed like something made by talented people who were very excited to do it, but it wasn't, um, to my mind, like an original story uh etc yeah but i'm i'm, I'm Th- excited about it yeah so that's true i did spot a couple of different like like you were saying how um the set wasn't 
flawless. There were parts where I could see the MDF wasn't painted over properly and things like that. Uh, that definitely took me out of it. But I did appreciate the fact that they did try to hide the chest burster. We didn't get a full-on um, view, but there was a lot of fan service towards Covenant and the, the med bay scene with uh, Corinne and Farris and the backburster. You can definitely see that happening there. But I think I think uh, the director, Chris J. Redding, uh, really uh, loved Ridley's work and wanted to, you know, uh, pay a homage to it and I think that was his way of doing it kind of like doing his own um, flip on it but I really I really loved the um, the shuttle coming out of the explosion I loved uh, the using the blood writing on the window saying you know do not open yes yes that was really great I'm glad you I loved those it. scenes were effective yeah that's yeah, awesome. So I think I it's think crazy should... that. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. All right, hang on. I'm not going <laughs> to get into it. Gotta move the okay, 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 okay. Go, go, so go, 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 saying, go, 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 go. Dave's got to get up in the morning. Balls in the morning. Ball, balls in the morning. <laughs> Patrick. No, no, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay. No, so let's. The next one is what? Containment was that the next one released? No, specimen. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, specimen. I, we just talked about containment. So. Containment, or I said it again, Alien Specimen was released a week later, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was great. It felt a little bit like Alien 3, even the opening with like the the big station, processing station or whatever it was, um, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. It reminded me of Alien 3. You heard the dog barking. I loved uh, that it was just one character. It was the woman, and it was just felt really different. It had a fresh feel to it. Certainly, you could feel what film she really adored which again was alien three um but I, I had an overall great time with it it wasn't quite memorable um to me like i i don't think about it too much i haven't thought about it since right now since we we're having to talk about all of these but it was a good time i want to give a quick shout out yeah, to cost who makes the porter pro which is my headphones and i was very proud to have those so prominently uh, featured in that <laughs> fucking Christ. short hashtag shameless plug hashtag give me money please <laughs> the second we saw that, I'm texting the chat. I'm like, Patrick, she's got your headphones. <laughs> yeah, I thought um, I agree. I thought specimen was good. It was enjoyable. The, um, the twist I kind of saw coming with the uh, with the pooch, but um, overall, I thought it was really good. Um, set the tone. Even the 1995 CGI face hugger didn't bother me in the least. It was. It was one of the few. It was one of the six that I watched a couple times. Just good job all around. I really did try to like Specimen. I, I, I watched it. I think I've watched it four or five times. I, I I really really enjoyed it up until the face hugger uh, got shoveled. It it just took me out of the experience. Uh, the CGI looked like it was from a Sharknado movie. It it just really took me out yeah. of it. It was so bad. But but I will I will say, up until that point where where you see the you know the face hugger in all its Sharknado glory, up until that point, uh, yeah, it I thought it was brilliant. It was a bit different. It. it like Dave said, that the, the twist wasn't really twisty for me, uh, but I thought the story, like I say, I thought the storytelling up to that point were brilliant. It, it had some echoes of Alien Three, uh, but yeah, it, it, I, I just couldn't, 
I just couldn't fully enjoy it for the fact that the that the twist was a bit hokey and the the CGI were bad. But good story, really good story. Sean, really if, good if opening, I'm... really good opening scene as well. Really good opening shot, beautiful opening shot. Mm. I want to make sure I'm hearing you right. I think you're talking shit about Sharknado. <laughs> are you using that like a pejorative because i will fucking come to england and i will punch uh, okay, i'm actually going to be there in the, two the weeks the conversation is finn okay <laughs> 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 i mean connor just 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 quietly broking in the background okay listen so we have six of these to get through i propose let's just open up the floor and talk about things that we we can go out of order but but things that you want to talk about i have a couple things i want to mention i know jamie has something that he's itching to talk about so i'll kick it off with jamie but let's just sort of open it up no i was just going to agree with sean about the face hugger taking me out of it i just felt like wait a minute you're making this film you know it's going to have a face hugger in it why didn't you get a prop why didn't you like you can go and buy a face hugger prop. They gave you $30,000. Like what the fuck? Um, it just, it just did. It took me way out of it. But, but even I mean, the face I re- hugger in harvest to me looked wonky. Uh, yeah, bad, but it though. looked better, but at least it was <laughs> there. You know? agree. At least it was there in real, you know, even though you could tell that they were shaking it to have it move, it looked better than the one in alien alone. I wasn't impressed with it any of the terrible. face huggers, to be honest with you. <laughs> this face hugger expert right here. None of the face huggers. <laughs> <laughs> See, I found Facehugger in alone looked decent as well. You thought it was decent? Uh, uh, what the fuck? Uh, 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 no, no, I won't say. I won't <laughs> say it was groundbreaking or anything, but I, I thought it was. I thought it was a lot better than what we saw in Specimen. If if Specimen was uh, Sharknado one, then you know, alone with Sharknado Sean. zero. It, I, I just felt like it was. Stop talking shit about Sharknado. I, I just, <laughs> I just felt like it, it's a documentary. <laughs> alone, Sharknado alone's face or good look good for me. It, it it wasn't perfect, but it but it looked good. That the one in Specimen was just it was just really bad. Yeah, it was really, it was really bad. underdeveloped. Really. Yeah, and I know that they had they. Uh, I was at the Q and A, and she's the woman who directed it, she said that they really just didn't have any time, but she said one of her VFX guys said that he could do it. And he, she was like, okay, you better do it. And if certainly it looked like a face hugger. It just looked very flat, very, you know, one dimensional. It, it looked uh, like a puddle. That was, yeah, that it was did. Really it did. And it was in a puddle too, wasn't it? It was also in a puddle. Yeah. And the dog twist. <laughs> Anything for me. I don't give a shit if that dog was real or not. I don't care unless it's in Blade Runner, you know? Um, no, I love Maggie. I love that dog. <laughs> Ask him. But oh I my still, god! Like, I, she... <laughs> that was I the best part of the show. That dog. <laughs> I still feel like Specimen was fresh, though. It felt like it was enough of Alien Three and the original to feel. I don't know, just uh, fresher than co- Containment. And yeah, I agree. Specimen felt like its own story, whereas right. Containment just felt like it was the middle or the end or at some point in a story and you didn't really know who or, these people were. Or, 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 or I wasn't talking about, or I was talking or about that one. Yo, I want huh? to fucking talk about, or can we, can we okay. move on to, or anyways, Dave just messed me up. Mind your own business. Right okay. <laughs> He's throwing. Mind your own business about or. Hang on, hang on, okay. hang on, hang on. Can we talk about, or talk? Yeah. Yeah. I or think what? that, or is a fucking masterpiece. 
Yep. I think Orr Orr is an unfucking believable short film yep. that I would yep. love to see more story from. I would love for the Spear Sisters to get a bump from this and to be and to be more prominent. I mean, they, they're doing a ton of really interesting work, and and I've discovered them through this project. Like, I had no idea who they were, and now I'm following them on social media, and I'm really excited to see what they do next. And I just I I want to throw out my two cents and say that I think Orr is, from a story standpoint, the strongest and the one that I would most be fascinated by in a longer form, whether that be a web series, a Netflix kind of thing, or even a film. I think that that was something that was riveting. You know, I I watched it the first time with my sister, who's a huge horror fan with me, and we were both talking about how it reminded us a little bit of the first time we saw The Descent, which is a a really effective horror film. Oh, Descent is fantastic. The Descent is fucking great. And I was feeling that. I was feeling this this same sense of like of like what the fuck is just out there? What's what's behind them in the cave? I felt like that was super scary. Exactly like a comic book. And then I watched it again with Micah um, right after that, and she was crying when the rest of the uh, of the miners, you know, came and stood in solidarity with the lead character. And, and I was too. I was like, this is like, I understand exactly the world that they operate in. I understand the character motivations. It's a new way to look at the xenomorph. I thought it was like a less is more approached in terms of VFX. We could barely see it, and what we saw was really good. And I felt like um, I, I want to fucking bask in that universe. I want to sit there and fucking just revel in it for hours and yeah. hours and hours. It was a masterpiece to me. Yeah, I agree. The great the great thing about that, Patrick, as well, is that it was all it was all filmed on location. It was filmed at an actual, you know, a, 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 an old copper mine. Yep, that was closed down. It's a, a yeah, museum yeah. now. Yes. Yeah, it's in a Britannia near Vancouver. It's and the fact, what I love about it is it was a short built around a story, not built around tropes. And you yeah. guys, have, you guys know what I've been talking about in terms of just so fucking tired of the tropes. And I think I got a little burnout with some, with some of these, most of these shorts, not because that they're not good and, and fun and entertaining. They are, but I just, I just felt I, I've been feeling like certainly with the amount of things that are shared Everyone is sharing a xenomorph or this or that, and it's mostly xenomorph heavy, which is which is great. But I I've almost feel like Alien has always been about story. It's always been about you know we we rally around aliens because of the character. We rally around Alien because of the character, and certainly Alien Three and or brought it back to that that this is about the story of these people. It's not the story of this alien or or seeing the chestburster. We didn't see any of that. All we saw was the final creature. We barely even saw the body. And I thought these 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 are smart writers. They know. And in fact, yes. during the Q and A, the directors talk about. Uh, going back to character and why that's important. In fact, all of the directors and writers of the shorts really talked about missing good characters that the alien series is known for really good characters. And, you know, people might love what they love, but I think everyone can agree that the alien series right now is missing really rich characters. Um, I think we all can agree on that. And I, the, the directors are right there too. And I feel like, or really spoke to that. I could, I could really imagine every single one of them, mining for ore that these you know commercial ships like the Nostromo are you know are coming by and setting down and picking it up and taking it away and going off on their own adventures it 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 it, it just felt like a really sort of rich uh world for a te- for a 10 minute shot it felt complete like every second counted yeah 
even just in the like sorry Patrick on you oh go go ahead no I was just saying when I was last speaking to Jamie we were talking about that one shot when you see the flashlight illuminating the creature in the tunnel and I thought wow that was terrifying but when I was Mm -hmm. watching it uh, just before we started recording the when the main character first was in the uh, the mine shaft and you see the klaxon lights and you just see it slowly crawling and lifting itself up and I thought holy fuck that is creepy and the best part for me was it was before we even see it and the one guy gets snatched away like a child being grabbed by a giant it's like holy fuck and i i just i just think that the um the 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 attention to not only production design but to character nuance was so good like for example when they're in the elevator the lift you know going down and the, and there's just a bunch of characters that don't really have any other screen time, but they're just sort of interacting. They all feel like characters for for whatever reason. The way that they're portrayed, yeah. the way that they're written, the way that they're costumed. I'm like, oh shit! Like I get it. Like this is so and so, and this is how they function within this narrative paradigm. Here's so and so. This is what they're doing, and the way that they uh, interact. I'm like, they have a history. So that's why when they all stand in solidarity behind the lead. Um, it feels like Colonial Marines again. It feels like, oh, fuck, like they are going to take the right stand. And I want to say one more thing about Orr. You know, th- this big sort of argument broke out on, I don't even remember what post it was, but uh, I remember, I remember uh, Luis Nostromo was talking about it too. We were discussing the um, the semiotics, the Ron Cobb things that I posted for Tech Tuesday a while ago, and how the Spear sisters had used them, you know, all throughout the, the background of this thing, and how one of them was the coffee logo, but it was sideways. And I was thinking how funny it is that, like, we could, that this thing was so um, detail specific that alien fans who have enough alien shit to open fucking museums out of them can have an argument about the use of one semiotic standard in the background of a fucking short film made for $30,000 as part of a competition. That is attention to detail. When you can have people who are obsessive fans looking so closely at things that they can have a problem with a tiny use of an image, like that to me, it's I ridiculous. mean, they, they were so locked in. And that is exactly right. And you know what? I, I would not be surprised if they had a reason for that semiotic being mounted improperly yeah. as some sort of an yeah, indication yeah. that something was up. I mean, I, they, they knew what they were doing. I also loved how 80s the office was where the where the uh, synthetic, where she was kind of monitoring. It looked so 80s, so retro, so like it was just really great. They were just on point. Yeah, they really, really match the cassette futurism aesthetic in that 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 whole setup. And I, I must admit, the the best thing about Or was the fact for the first time I was actually I felt like I should be cheering for the humans. It was the first time I wasn't <laughs> on the side of the synthetics, which is it's a major thing for me. I was like, yeah, let, let's face this alien. I'm like, hold on, what the fuck? I'm on the wrong side. <laughs> And it freaked me out. It freaked me out. But that that was the power of that short for me. Anyway, <laughs> for me to switch sides. You were like, wait a minute. That is not on brand. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. So what about Alien? Uh, what's the next one? The ni- Is it Night Shift? What do you guys think about Night Shift? Oh, let's just get out of the way. Yeah, let's yeah. get out of the way because I... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Right. I I thought it was starting really strongly when they had the face hugger kind of out of focus in the foreground, but when they started to focus on it too much, I was like, no, no, you're yeah. doing it wrong. It had to be subtle, but I, I really liked sort of um, the 
the inventory room, the way that the colonists interact with each other, how they were all portrayed as opportunists. Um, but I felt like it kind of fell flat uh, as it progressed. Even though we got the money shot and we got to see the chestburster, I feel like that sort of character build-up and interaction kind of ended up going nowhere. And then it ended up becoming too tropey, in, in the words of Jamie. The first two minutes of it were, were good. <laughs> uh, there was a couple of bits in that were just really bad. Uh, the acting wasn't great. The, I actually felt the chestburster scene itself was a little bit laughable. Uh, there was a massive continuity error when the chestburster first came out and the T-shirt, or I think it's a T-shirt, or like a, a top, it's pulled all the way up. And then when the camera cuts and it cuts to it cuts to another shot of the the face or uh, the the chest burster protruding through uh, the t shirt the top or whatever it was is pulled pretty much right down to the the chest burster and it was just really blatantly obvious and it was like it 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 just seemed really really sloppy and 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 that wasn't even you know the the only issue with it really it would just the first two minutes were brilliant beautiful opening great stuff and then like clara said they, they spoiled it a bit by focusing in on the the dead face hugger too much but it, it just got worse and, and worse from there night shift really really disappointed with it can i just point out how much of a shit shot that guy was like, oh my seriously. god Oh, I'm sorry, Jesus. I've tried, like, I've spoke to a friend of mine about it and I've tried to theorise that the bullet must have, like, ricocheted off of three different surfaces to land at the back of that guy's neck and yeah. somehow kill him. But Yeah, that was a bit alien yeah. resurrection, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, just bad. <laughs> but, I mean, my biggest gripe with it was the fact that I wasn't bothered about any of the characters at all. I was just watching them all thinking, I'm, I really hope you all die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the the last part that just nailed there was a final nail in the coffin for me was when the guy leaves, uh, breaks containment obviously, closes the door. So for all she know, it could have run out with him. Then she chooses to shut the door and face it with a baseball bat, and it just felt very forced. Like I'm sorry if you're a random person encountering that for the first time, you're gonna run out the fucking door and go for your life. And she the, the shot of the chest burst sort of leaping out. Oh, it's just so cringeworthy. It's like punching Judy. It was, it it, it was so oh. comical that 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 scene where it jumped out and she starts hitting it with the bat. Hitting I was like, I was bat. laughing. I was like, oh my god, what the hell is this? Okay, I'm gonna say it here because it's been my main problem with this in Specimen is that they took the lethality of the creature and just put it in the shitter. I'm sorry, because yeah. in the first Alien. Even though the facehugger doesn't move from Kane's face, you get this impression that it's lethal just to lay your hand on it. And even with a chestburster, Ash is like, don't touch it, don't touch it. Because for all you know, I could just rip the crap out of you and it's the size of a snake. And she beats it with a baseball bat like a amateur fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry. But you, you've got it. Sorry, but I, I must say, in Aliens, when... Uh, Ripley is in the med bay with Newt and she's getting attacked by the facehugger. They they managed to subdue it with a trolley and a bed. So you can't really say that, you know, it was impossible for her to overcome that. 
at least that looked real. At least that was well executed and, and mm. it looked good. The, 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 it, it was like somebody bought a £5 chest burster from, from like a, a back alley fake chest burster shop and they just... <laughs> <laughs> and they just they just threw, they just threw they just threw it at her off camera it, uh, and then th- that, <laughs> that noise it made and oh my god at, at least the scene in Alien although it is a little bit unbelievable I do I do agree you know holding it against the wall with a trolley at least that scene at least you were watching that thinking fucking hell I was watching I, that laughing I do the Alien is Clara saying though is but the, the thing that saves it is when the face of her is nearly on Ripley and it takes three yeah, of them yeah. to get off her. That that's what saves that fault in the yeah. video. And the fact that Aliens is brilliant, that's what saves it, you know. <laughs> yeah. But even from the beginning of of um Night shift. You got that great opening shot, and you, of course, see the facehugger there on the ground, and then you see the African American guy waking up the other guy, and I'm thinking, you don't see that big fucking huge spider right there. You don't see that thing right there, right there. You don't, you don't see that thing right there, you know. And I was like, and then they walk back, and it lost me from the beginning because you don't, you would notice that. And then number two is, it was just Brett and Parker. You know, it, that's who they were. Uh, there's there were some of the lines taken right from Alien. He, they were wearing some of the exact same costuming. I just felt like it was, for lack of better words, lazy. Um, it, I and I don't like it when lines are repeated from from other films. It's like come up with something better, come up with something brilliant, come up with your own version of you know you have the opportunity. Don't repeat what you've seen before. And they just these these you know which they seemed like the main guys for a minute. Um, they started repeating what we had seen before, not just in uh, the, the script, but also in appearance. And at that point, I was done. Like by the time they walked into the little storefront or whatever it was, I was done. Well, I, we can move on from Night Shift, but before we do, I, I just want to like share a personal reflection, which is that although it didn't speak to me personally, I know people within fandom whom I respect very, very deeply and who are quite prominent within fandom who thought it was the strongest of all of the shorts. And I think that that just speaks to the fact that these are all hitting us differently. So it might not have been oh, like sure. a huge hit for us, but there yeah. were people who connected with it, and I think it's great. Yeah. And again, these films are awesome. I just, you know, we're talking about personal opinion and uh, we're going to show them and, you know, the, you know, the filmmakers, we respect them. And, you know, it was a lot of work for them to do in a very short amount of time. Most of the time when people are making short films, it takes them six to seven months of production. Sometimes. They had one hour to do this. Yeah. No, they didn't. They did it more than one hour. One hour. <laughs> Anyways. So what's the next one? Alone. Alone. Okay. Have at it, y'all. They love it or hate it out of the movies, I think. I thought it was... It just felt like a... This felt like a remix version of David's story with a female android instead of a male android. And someone who was jokes and a voice wanted a pet face hugger, I thought it was okay. It didn't really... It didn't come off as um, really anything that stood out. It had a fun, offbeat tone to it. But again, it had another... <clears throat> face hugger model just kind of took me out of it. It was silly. It didn't really. It didn't really. It didn't really connect with me. I thought the idea was cool, but if I wanted to see uh, an android who had interest in befriending and taming aliens, I'd watch Covenant. I didn't. It, to me, it just felt like a different remix version of of Covenant in a shorter time. To me, at least. 
Yeah, it's so like, here, here's another nefarious TV. android. Yeah, here's, yeah, right, right. And as great as Orr was, it also had another, you yeah, know... they all did. They all had bad androids. Yeah, but Orr was a was fucking they, masterpiece. It was, but it's still... It still it was. Yeah, the it was fantastic. Pro. Bitch, I'm gonna bad. punch you. But... <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Get to the chopper. No! <laughs> 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 but I, I mean, I agree. You guys, I loved Alien Alone. I thought it was really great because it subverted my expectations <gasps> for what I expected. <laughs> hey, surprise, hey, surprise. G likes the one about the Android. Like I knew, the as soon as I watched it, I'm like, Clara's the worst one. It's surprising. Clara, Clara likes the worst one. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 as soon as I watched it, I'm like, no, Clara's no, no, going to no. love it. Like, Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Um, I I liked the idea that the android couldn't, um, like, get the space station to listen to her. Like, she was abandoned by the company, abandoned by uh, mother, abandoned by the crew. Pretty much, like, she she was made expendable. And when finally this, the like, you know, um, she was allowed, or the, the lab opened and the facehugger, came to her and and the facehugger realized that it couldn't actually you know hurt her and she was not food or or uh, something to like (laughs) pregnant um it was it was interesting to actually explore what sort of relationship david could have had in covenant with the aliens before they ended up on his lab table and i thought that that kind of opened up ideas to me of what could have happened to Shaw. Maybe she was dying. Maybe uh, David tried to keep her alive by just changing her into an alien. So, you know, we, we don't know. It just plays with my imagination in a way that I, it introduces more ideas and more things to me, which I appreciated. I understand yeah, if definitely. people didn't like it, but I thought it was cool. And, and I really loved the fact that James Paxton had a chance to, to, play a part in one of these shorts and and him being the um the invest investigative crew member and then being the alien later in that part and, and being able to contribute to the franchise that his father did it was it was special to me on another level as well so yeah i agree with you there uh, and i think that alien alone should be applauded for trying a different story I don't think that story necessarily worked for me, but it did try to be the self-contained story with kind of a beginning, a middle, and an end. Now, for me, my problem was I, I, I don't feel like the actor, she was very strong. I don't think she was that good of an actor. Uh, her costume didn't fit her very well. Uh, she kind of repeated some of the tropes you saw in Ash. Um, that was a problem, but again, and we've discussed this before, when things start not working for you, you start noticing everything. Um, and uh, I, I did for alone, and I just the the face hugger as pet. I was like, nope, not buying this. Um, but I do think he he took a risk. The director took a risk, and he uh, told a story that was very different. Um, yes, it had some covenant leanings, but uh, he he took a big risk. I mean, a, a another kind of a, an unfortunate part of alone for me was also the. Sh- the, the models or the miniatures or whatever, however they got the, the ship, it just looked really poor. It didn't look, I mean, we were used to really good production values for the most part in most of these shorts. Uh, Not contained. Alone had the worst to me, except for that space, that space suit, which I thought was awesome. Alone had the worst production values. I can agree that there were some 
there, there were some poor production values with Alone, and you're perfectly right. You know, although the face hugger was a step above what we got in Specimen, it, it still wasn't great. But it was the only one out of the six that dared to do something different that dared yep. to yep. venture into almost new territory with the we you know with the android and the the face hooker dynamic and, and that was really really interesting to me it, it 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 wasn't what i would have expected to watch from an alien short or an alien film it it it, it was just completely different and I personally, I, I, I enjoyed that. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't about a xenomorph chasing somebody around a ship or, you know, people trying to evade, uh, you know, a, a chest burster or a, navigate the way through a, a mine full of eggs. It, 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 there were no, there were none of that. It was completely different. It, it was a totally different angle. And I, I applaud the fact that the filmmakers dared to do that, dared to make something alone is totally different to the other five. Oh yeah. Totally different. And you know, it, it takes, it takes balls and I respect that. And I enjoyed alone for that. They, they shot alone in three days. And, um, I really appreciated the fact that (laughs) they appreciated the fact that they went for, uh, practical sets they got the face hugger built from scratch by um uh raptor effects um they you know they had everything that that they wanted to stick to that aesthetic that we know and love and and they they they're fans themselves they listen to the fans and they know to to keep to the practical effects and that's what they did so even though yes they, they may have looked like they had really poor production values, but that's because they really stretched themselves to make sure everything was practical. So that's what I appreciated. I loved it, Clara. I've got you back. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely give a point for being for being different, but the rest to me just didn't, for me, didn't click. I kind of liked how it looked like a replicant's dream. Did anyone notice that? Like the way they did the camera angles and like the soft lighting it kind of it reminded me of the the unicorn galloping through the forest. <laughs> I could totally see that. Absolutely, there was a dreamlike quality to it. Yeah, it's funny you should say that because what you literally what you just said there, Clara. Uh, I, I read that on a on a post uh, a couple of days ago. So yeah, you, you you mustn't be the only one drawing them drawing them parallels. I mean, I, I can certainly see it myself as well. Mm. So. Is it Harvest? Are we on to Harvest? Yes, yes, we are. Okay. Harvest is my favorite. Wow. Oh. That's surprising. It is good. It's just... I, well, I would say I, that's shocking, actually, Jamie. It's my favorite because it felt like... Okay, in terms of character, or is my favorite? Because I'm all about character. Character first. Harvest felt like this... Like they were... Even though it was the same studio and the same, essentially, set not really the same set. They reconfigured everything. They shot alien alone and alien harvest on the same soundstage. Um, but it felt grand. I felt, uh, like, I don't know. I was just thrust into this really serious. Um, it, it's almost like, a the, the end cap to containment where there's, you're kind of thrown into the middle of a, 
of something that's of the story that's already happening, but it was a story that was already happening that's being told really well. And uh, you didn't, you know, and you know, you have the pregnant woman, and you really kind of you're not sure what's happening. And then, of course, there was a twist with the other woman being the synthetic again. She's the evil synthetic that's still tired for me, even though I love Harvest. I'm tired of that trope. I'm tired of the the synthetic always being the bad guy. I feel like I want to get back to the bishop, sort of the synthetic who's kind of have the humans first uh, or the humans interest at heart first, but whatever it was, what it was, it just felt grand. It felt like the cinematography, the way the set was lit reminded me of Ridley Scott. It was beautiful. And uh, I felt like it was well acted. You didn't know what was going to happen next. You couldn't predict it. I do think that the egg shot was, wasn't great. It looked like cardboard kind of opening and closing. Um, but they were trying really hard. I don't think you got to see all of the tropes, you kind of knew that they were happening, but you didn't see them, which I really appreciate. It just felt really dynamic and bombastic and well put together. It felt very bleak, didn't it, as well? It, it, it felt, the ending felt a lot like an alien movie. It felt, it felt well, that's maybe like Alien. It just felt really bleak. They were up against a comet. They were up against aliens. They were up against an android. It, it, it felt the the bleakest out of the the six for me, uh, especially how it ended as well. I thought, I, f- I remember when, they, when it came up and it was saying uh, in the bottom left of the screen where it had the survivors and the number of organisms it detected, and I was like, that was fucking awesome. Brilliant. Can I, can, can I, uh, can I be honest for a second? Uh, Always. I think that Ben is a tremendously gifted filmmaker. I think that the the technical aspect of this uh, aspects of this were absolutely through the roof. I think it was so well shot, so beautifully lit, so well sound designed, so immersive. I thought it was kinetic, and I thought it was exciting. And I think it's very clear that this director and this cast too are immensely talented and will do amazing things. I think it was actually funny how over the top it was. And I was taken out. I, I was actually literally laughing as I was watching it because of the, um, it felt almost like, uh, they were trying to pu- pull a trick on us because it was like, how, how many other sources of stress can there be in this situation? You have this like woman who's in labor. They're about to collide with this thing. You have this alien that's just sort of showing up and it's like the, the you know, the covenant, um, bust that doesn't move very well. So they're just shooting it really quickly. It felt, to me, from a story standpoint, like nothing more than a series of stressors that were just sort of put there to make an intense music video for us to watch for nine and a half minutes. It didn't feel like a story, and it didn't feel like it was actually telling us anything philosophically about what the reality is of the alien, what it does to you know the human condition. It didn't feel like an actual artistic utterance to me. It felt like an extraordinarily promising technical achievement that makes me really want to see more by this filmmaker and makes me really want to see more by this cast, especially the synthetic. I thought she was fucking amazing. Her screen presence was tremendous. I thought she was great. Um, I, I just felt like it was almost funny how hollow it was from a story standpoint. I felt like there were basically no actual characters in it. It was more like you put a spreadsheet, like an Excel spreadsheet out of things that stress people out. So we have like childbirth, collision with celestial bodies, xenomorph, um, claustrophobic space, and a timer countdown, which we've seen in like every single movie to this point. Let's put them all in there, including an evil android, 
and uh, and see what happens. To me, it I'm felt like images. it felt like, and this is why I'm shocked, Jamie, that you liked it the most because to me, it actually felt like the uh, apotheosis of the idea of a trope based film. It felt like it was essentially devoid of actual characters interacting in any sort of a believable manner. And it was just things that would stress people out based on things that they've already seen in the movies. Being tracked by an alien, there was a motion tracker, it was getting closer, they didn't know where it was, oh, there it is right behind them. It was, you know, it was just, it was just a series of things that seemed like, um, like very cheap, in my opinion, storytelling gimmicks. But I do want to reemphasize that Ben Hausdell is super talented, and I think that everything that he does will be uh, watched with great avidity by me and others. I think that this was um, a sort of a cheap storytelling out, personally, but that's just my opinion. Did you not find it at all interesting in the? kind of drew a few a, a few parallels from the end of of alien you know the last 10 15 minutes of alien in what way just that they, they, they try to you know they, they try to get through try to get through the ship you know they, they they're against the clock they've got the alien stalking them you know they they finally get to where they want to be uh only to have you know an alien right there with them I just felt it took a couple of subtle sort of parallels from how the end, how sort of the last 10, 15 minutes of Alien played out. But but obviously there was a lot more thrown in, you know, there were more characters and, you know, there was a lot more thrown in. But I just felt like it was kind of a, not a retelling or a a recreation, I I won't go that far, but it, it... Like a tip of the hat, almost. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, yeah. A tip of the hat? Yeah. Yeah. Not. Where they go yeah, into the escape pod and thinking everything <laughs> is okay, but it's not okay because there's because a, it's a face there. hugger in it's, it. It's, it's, a, it's the a same trap. Thi- it's, No, but it's not a tip of the hat. It's just the it's exact same. It's yeah, the well, exact, exact same, same situation. I mean, you have it more is. Characters. All that's different yeah, is, oh, this one's pregnant. Oh, more that's thrown great. In, Patrick. There was it, a lot more thrown in. No, but this is not a more thrown in. It's an escape pod. Wait, stop talking. Listen. So instead of alien, where you have one woman and one alien, you have two characters. One is pregnant, and then you have the synthetic. And she's so none of that happened in Alien. All you so the tip of the hat was you're going into the into the escape pod, and there's an alien there. So yes, that's the same. That's the only thing that's the same. Everything else was different. It was a trap, and they were pushed into it. Where with mm. Ripley, it wasn't a trap. The thing just happened to get aboard the narcissist. I disagree. <laughs> I really loved the impending countdown, the bravery of the pregnant woman, you know, just everything like even that they really threw me off with making the synthetic uh look like she's sweating because that's the one thing that you notice in in Alien that Ash doesn't sweat and when she, he does sweat is he's sweating milk. So I really loved uh the fact that I felt like, you know, the synthetic looked like she was going to be the helpful person. Uh, getting the crew off, you think that she's doing the override so that they could all fit into the pod, but then you realize that she's just doing it to um, obtain the perfect organism. And then there, there's that, that corporate subterfuge coming in again and, and the company trying to get their hands on the alien and turning what should be like a very happy ending with everyone escaping into like an absolute nightmare and a floating coffin. So I loved it. <laughs> It plays on tropes, yeah. but it pl- but it plays on I tropes awesome. fairly well. Yeah. 
I'm probably, it's probably the one I'm most conflicted about, to be honest. I mean, the initial shot of the ship chasing down the comet was outstanding. Yes, totally, um, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Aesthetically, it was the closest to Alien in the set design and the way it was filmed. But it was beautiful looking, and I was so happy to see the Covenant suit getting used just just for this alone. And it did look good. It looked kind of wonky in some shots and whatnot. But for me, the story felt somewhat soulless in a way. Uh, I completely agree with what Patrick was saying. It was like it was an attack on the senses, but there's. There's no point giving attacking you with that much stuff if you're not in sort of in debt to the characters because I, I didn't really care about them to be honest. I would agree with you, both you and Patrick. I didn't really care about care about the characters either. I think what my experience with Harvest was that overall it was just this great, energetic, heart pumping ride. Like right, like at the end, yeah. and I hadn't even containment didn't have that for me. It was kind of mired in a bunch of other things, even though it was sort of a similar setup. Yeah, but containment whereas sucks. harvest, yeah, but harvest was like okay, I don't really know about these people, and maybe the pregnancy was there, so you could be like, oh, pregnant woman, feel bad for her. I didn't feel bad for her. I mean, I did love that one moment where she goes and gets the axe, um, where she's like, fuck it, I'll go and get it. Never, you know, and uh, her husband, whoever that guy was, was kind of scared. That was a great moment, but it just felt like as a, as an entire package, it was a really great like roller coaster ride. And there are moments in you know, and the whole last countdown in Aliens, even though it's unbelievable, you know, Ripley's hanging on by you know her arm in the in the uh, airlock and the aliens holding on for dear life all of that's unbelievable but it really it's a very um heart pumping moment and i felt like harvest really captured that well even if we didn't care about the characters sometimes that works a lot of times it doesn't but for me this time it worked to me the, the difference with aliens among other things, is that the the narrative construction of aliens was leading those characters in those events towards an inexorable point where you would be forced to believe the impossible because you were so invested in the trajectory of those characters and in the momentum of that storytelling that anything less than impossible would seem surfeit. The problem with something like um, like this one that we're talking about right now, the short, which again, I think technically is incredible and is not at all, I'm not saying that these are untalented people making it, but I think the problem from a storytelling standpoint is that I felt toyed with. I felt like, oh, let me guess, one of them is also fucking diabetic and can't find his, uh, you know, his injection, like, or one of them totally. has it's yeah. having oh, an asthma attack. It's like, I hear how, how many other ways can you make us just sort of transitionally nervous in the context of a 10-minute short? I get it. I, you know, I understand that you're trying to convey a maximum of emotion within a limited amount of time. But when you add up all of the different sort of well, tropes, but also things that are very overtly kind of classic stressors in any kind of a, of a movie. And then in addition to that, you have predominantly handheld camera work. And then in addition to that, you have constant bombastic sound design that just makes everything sound like a constant emergency. And in addition to that, you have a klaxon going off. And then in addition to that, you have an evil android. And then in addition to that, you have a, a pseudo fourth actor. There's an alien on board, but it's a facehugger. And then in addition to that, the facehugger is another really awkward looking um, composite of whatever I don't know if it was physical I don't remember from the interview but but it, it looked to me off um, I think that it just it just added up to a point where I was like okay this feels like a fan film like containment did but the differentiator between containment and Howish doll's film 
is that the latter was clearly made by a brilliant um, filmmaker. Like, I think he has an amazing career ahead of him, and I can't wait to see where it goes. To me, it felt less authentic, and it felt less character-driven, and I will probably never watch it again. Whereas, or, I will watch that fucking thing over and over. Yeah. I've watched that probably yeah. nine times. I fucking yeah. love it. And yeah. the reason I love it, and, and this is a very Jamie Prater thing to say, is because I believe in those characters and I, yep. I'm i invested yep. in their future. Totally. And I think Harvest is you either go along for the ride or you don't. I totally validate everything you're saying. I think it is those things. Uh, or, it, yeah, it, it hosts many of those things. For me, as an experience, like a roller coaster ride, it just all worked. I don't think about um, harvest that much i certainly think about or more but in terms of like the aesthetics the energy uh the ride that you're on the effects it just worked for me it's so well done it's just just from a technical standpoint it is and so well uh fun fact ben how uh he worked on some of the resident evil films he has had um uh what's the like web series green a uh, greenlit by fox that he produced he's done um Music videos featuring, uh, what's the star of the Resident Evil films? What's her name? Maya Jolovich. Yes, yes. He's directed music videos with her or been a part of a team. So he's someone who works in the industry all the time. Oh, and he's fucking going places. And anybody who watches Alien Harvest and thinks otherwise is wrong. He's extremely talented. Harvest looks that way because he knows what he's doing. Yes, totally. Is there anything that you guys... uh, was hoping to see in any of these shorts that you didn't get to see something that you wanted to see but you didn't not really i was just hoping for some quality and some content that'll help reignite and keep spark interest in the fans and that's what it did that's what i was really hoping for and that's what i got i i personally was hoping for one little thing uh and i think a few of you guys have touched on this between yourselves in the past uh, i think it's a brilliant idea personally uh, i would have liked to have seen a blind protagonist in one of these shorts yeah, yeah that would be awesome i wrote yeah, a fucking thought, blog post about that yeah i thought that would have made an excellent short story that but hey yeah i think i didn't um, see that coming of my, what I wanted most of it was not that we didn't get it. I just wanted some more original and fresh ideas in the writing. I know it's obviously these fan these films are made as a homage to Alien, but it just seemed that it like five hundred what was it five hundred entries. A lot of the stories felt generic. I agree. I agree. I feel like yeah. they went with the safe stories, aside from Alone, which wasn't necessarily safe. Um, I, and I, I, that speaks to exactly what I've been saying. I feel like Alien, uh, certainly, you know, arguably, maybe in the prequels, even though there's things that I love, uh, has gone away from what's made it great, which is character. Um, and I feel like the the short films also made that mistake as well, um, except for Orr. They kind of moved away from character and they moved closer to tropes. Um, I thought Specimen, she was a really great character. In fact, the two strongest characters to me were both directed by women um, or the yes. two films with the strongest characters or and Specimen. I just felt like the characters obviously were really, really good. I don't know if Specimen was completely successful as we discussed, but I, I really liked her character. Um, she just was believable. 
Um, and I invested in her in that short amount of time and her connection to the dog and just kind of being left, uh, in that environment by herself. I, I really, I bought it. I thought it was great. Those um, headphones. I, yeah. But I think it's interesting that the, the two films with the most, to me, with the best characters were directed by women. But again, in the Q and a at the screening, both of them talked about it extensively, how they missed character in alien films and you saw it in spades. Yeah. The space sisters just seem so so fucking cool whenever you you read any articles or see any interviews on them they're just so enthusiastic with a a real hunger for for what they do and yeah like you say they're good they're gonna have a fantastic career ahead of them and and, and like patrick like like you said patrick as well uh, you know the 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 fella behind uh harvest i mean i think one thing we can all agree on with these shorts in general is that aesthetically you know they they've been pretty on the money but you know as covenant and prometheus have shown it's not good enough to just be aesthetically stunning visually stunning you know you need to have the you know you, you need to have that character depth as well hopefully we'll get a bit more of that well um after alien they put up a poll just to see where everyone where everyone's position was in the shorts. And as of tonight, Night Shift had seven upvotes, Containment 12, Alone 21, Specimen 27, Or 38, and Harvest 42. So Or and Harvest are the main runners, really, for the most successful in people's minds. Rightly so, I think. Rightly so. For me, anyway. I will say, in in closing, and I want to pass it off, uh, to Jamie because we need to we need to wrap this because this episode is long. Although I do have to say, I personally, even though it's midnight here on the east coast of the United States, could talk about this for hours because you guys are fucking awesome and because we have an amazing fandom with so much to talk about. But recognizing that it's late, we have to wrap. I do want to point out though, and just as one of a few people on this podcast who who love the prequels or at least love Covenant, um, that I think that the the argument of character is more complicated than necessarily um, something like Or, which is very much in the vein of Aliens, which is a very kind of human story. I think that the, the character in Covenant is um, sort of transhuman, and I think that's part of the appeal of it. And I also think that, to me, something that I really love about when the prequels get things right is that they are always about something. So even if it's not necessarily humanistic characters or traditional storytelling ideas they are about philosophical things that interest me and intrigue me and keep me thinking and keep me engaged and so i guess why sometimes some of the shorts didn't necessarily connect with me again this is unfair because these are short films made for very little money so i'm not going to judge them but when they don't work for me they don't work because they seem to be more about eliciting a certain feeling rather than um making me think about something or making me invest in something emotionally so that's i just as a little bit of a of a of a i I just i just want to point out that i think um even if you don't necessarily recognize you know the humanity in some of the characters in for example covenant I think uh, there are other things to, to focus on that it's trying to say and it's trying to express that aren't just making you nervous, you know. Um, that being said, that's a different conversation, which I'm sure we'll get back into at some point. Um, I just, <laughs> I just personally, <laughs> no, 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 no. Mm. Okay, well, fucking answer. open up that I bag got, of shit. Uh, I just got to answer you for a minute. There's <sighs> a reason why or is the number one favorite for everyone. Yo, There's I fucking love. I fucking why love is that. that reason? Character. So. 
Are there other great well, listen, things? But it's not the number to appreciate one. Appreciate and covenant. Absolutely. You know, more people like Harvest. As someone who for, loves Prometheus, yeah. the movie would be even better if the characters and the writing were better. The ideas are fantastic. Sure, but sure. The reason it doesn't connect to everybody is the characters are other than David. They're crap. They're crap. And most people don't like Prometheus here, I, except for maybe Clara. Sorry, Clara. I do. I do. <laughs> and me. I think me and Clara, right? <laughs> I this, yes. I think it's the two loners. I like Prometheus. But again, to reiterate, there's a reason. Yes. There's a reason why Or is the number one favorite. So we can't just say, we can't, and I'm not saying, Patrick, that you're doing this, but I'm just saying, people love character. That's why Aliens is such a big deal. That's why Alien is such a big deal. Um, and there's a reason why you don't see people on forums trying to get, you know, replicas of things in Covenant. It didn't connect to people. The characters didn't connect to people. And when characters do connect to people, like we see in Blade Runner 2049 and all of these other things, people want to keep that connection going. So they're buying props or replica props or all of these things. And there are things to love in those prequels. You guys know that I love the engineers. I love many, many things about Covenant. Yo, you fucking love but- Covenant. You just don't know it, but you fucking love Covenant, Jamie. I'm telling you. One of these days, we're going to open a podcast, and you're going to be like, guys, I'm obsessed with Covenant. What was the temperature in the room when you watched Covenant? Maybe it needs to be a little bit warmer. That's what Patrick was saying. (laughs) Yo, you fucking love Covenant. Listen, all all that I'm saying saying is that that I I care about artistic utterance, okay? When I watched 2001 A Space Odyssey, I am not invested in the actual characters on screen. I'm invested in the ideas portrayed and what this idea about the human is condition okay so uh, well i agree that idea can be character if it is effectively portrayed i think covenant does a good job of that i think prometheus prometheus does a sophomoric job of it. and that's the difference to me and that's why i think covenant has legs as an enduring um allegory about the human condition i don't think prometheus does that's I a separate conversation agree with you that covenant does have legs i would agree Yo, you I fucking love they're... covenant jamie <laughs> i just think that <laughs> I just think that uh, yeah, the legs, the yeah, legs that Covenant don't, has, don't care about the rest. Yeah, like, the legs that Covenant has aren't character legs; they're other things. <laughs> right. I just like to point <laughs> out that the, the ideas like... don't matter if you don't care about the characters. Like I, I, I enjoy digging into the mythos of Covenant and Prometheus, but I bypass just about everything else because for me that stuff extends past the characters. But for the most of the people that doesn't, I get it. And ladies and gentlemen, here we are again talking about Alien Covenant. Here we are. Denise, no, Denise, wait a minute. Denise, Two years Denise, later almost. Good there job, needs to Patrick. be a fine balance between, Correct. between you know, visual and aesthetics and, yeah. and, and character. There needs to be a, a, a really good balance. You can't. You, it's no good having a visually studied movie if the characters are crap. And at yep. the same time, it's no good having a, a really good you know, really good character-driven movie if the aesthetics and, and the visuals are off, especially yeah. in Aliens, it, it has to be a fine balance. If it's if it swings too much the other way, it, it you know, it, it doesn't work and, you know, you, you need that fine balance. I think uh, Prometheus, I do love Prometheus. It has its failings, yes. I think Covenant uh, is the stronger prequel movie in terms of... Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. It, Hands in down. terms, in terms of not not just being able to have that sort of visual appeal, but I think Covenant improves on Prometheus in terms of characters. Uh, 
you know, the character development still isn't great. And I think that's purely because, you know, chops and changes and, and too much being removed from the film. I think the film suffers from a, a lack of, uh, you know, an increased running time would have allowed it to breathe and to flesh. The problem with Covenant is it just flies along at such a breakneck speed. Uh, you never get any chance to take anything in like you do with you know, some of the other alien films, it, it until that balance is struck, we're going to continue to get polarizing alien movies. That's true. It, the characters are just as important as the aesthetics. The aesthetics are just as important as the characters. Okay. Let's listen, pivot. Let's listen. Piv- wait, wait, let's pivot to Connor and then we can close. Cause I have an answer. That's going to, I have the answer to this. That's going to oh, fix everything. Oh, you got your fucking last word. Cause you love that. <laughs> <laughs> you can get your wait, last word in too. Wait, 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 bitch. Wait, get, before, get before we go to Connor, Connor, sit there okay. with your bagpipes. Okay. Don't forget this. I get this fucking bagpipe formed up. Listen, I got one thing to say. Okay. Okay. I know it's four in the morning for you, but hang on. Listen, I want to say it, it. I think it's high time. We have another covenant round table. I just want to say those episodes are always very popular. I love getting hate mail. I think it would be very fun. I want to invite everybody back on. Let's fucking unpack it because it is still a complicated situation. And I think it is an effective vector to unpacking more of not only why we love the alien films, but why we're attracted to narrative storytelling in general. And I think that it can tell us really interesting things about our fandom. And we're going to fucking do it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So, as of right now, we're sitting at what two hours, and this is, has to be the first roundtable of my time in Perfect Organism that a certain director's name hasn't been mentioned. Oh, Catherine Bigelow. No, Blomkamp. No, No, but after all this, after this alien day, do you not just sort of think that that ghost is just? Faded from memory now. I think so. I think it's probably for the best, in all honesty. I think he had his chance to actually pitch his idea to Fox for the short film. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also I have a uh, my theory that of why Sigourney Weaver is all of a sudden so present. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, here we fucking go. No. <laughs> Jamie, I love Covenant Praetor. Don't you guys think it's strange that she's all of a sudden reappearing in the alien fandom? No. Why? No. Why is she doing it? She's 70 and it's 40. The movie's and she's getting asked to do it, and yeah. it makes sense. Jamie's trapped, in, Jamie's trapped in one big movie conspiracy theory, isn't it? <laughs> Actually, I don't. I mean, I don't. I really don't think that. I think. I think you're right. It's dusted. It's over. I think it's good that it's over. We need to move on. Yeah, definitely. Um, we need, I, uh, I do think that there probably will be an announcement for an alien film soon. That's just my hunch. There's a reason why most of the people who are on the team of the franchise have been kept on by Disney. So we'll see. I think you're absolutely but, right. But I do think that we should close. Uh, I, it's been a great time. You guys are amazing, wonderful people. Uh, thank you so much for... Thanks com- for accidentally having me on. So early. So <laughs> And uh, I think that we should have uh, certainly a Covenant roundtable again on its second year anniversary, which is in six, 15 days, right? Isn't it May 17th? I'm down. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm up for that. Definitely. So, oh, yeah. I am always up for Covenant. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe really we, maybe we can ever. do something where we're all start watching the film at the same time and we're talking about it. Oh, it's kind of like, yeah. oh, going Tom, you're brave. we're oh, just going to all have to get up. 
going to take a lot to do, but we can do it. But me and Patrick Fuck can yeah. But uh, I think it'd be a great fun. So oh, thank you guys wait. for coming on. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been a great time. Go Neil Blomkamp. Bring back Ripley. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. No, wait. Hang on. Wait, hang on. Wait, wait. One thing, one thing, one thing, one thing. I just want to say that you, I, I know you guys listening to this can hear how much fun we're having and how much love we have for each other. And I, I just want you to know that we feel that way about you, too. Wherever you are in the world listening to this, wherever you are in your life, in what you love, in what you hate, and how you feel about the short films, we feel the same way about you as we do about each other and we are so fucking lucky to be celebrating 40 years as a fandom so i just wanted to throw that out there we love you guys yep. and i just want to say no nah, i'm kidding i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> i don't like anybody i'm recording with it's, to be honest it, it's, ten, it, it's 10 to 5 in the morning I'm I'm by accident. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanna, I, I do want to say something though congratulations to all of the people who've done the short films whether it be oh, yeah. the oh. special effects teams the actors the the writers everyone who contributed everyone who contributed in the fandom on alien day it was just amazing it was a beautiful thing this year to see everyone come together and i'm i'm just so happy and and i'm i'm already planning for alien day next year so yeah <laughs> gotta yeah. get on that boat <laughs> thanks everybody we love you guys bye bye good night bye bye For more on Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, please visit perfectorganism.com. Perfect Organism is available for listen or download through Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Spotify. If you'd like to support the show, please visit perfectorganism.com forward slash support. Thank you.